Welcome to a new episode of The Four Bananas. Today we're talking about the last person for the intro to Banana series, the artistic and quiet Jeff. So let's get started with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Jeff? No, I'm nervous. <laughs> go, go, kill me. Okay, so favorite game? Overwatch. Favorite animation? Attack on Titan. Favorite drink? Coke. Earbuds or headphones? Headphones. Digital or analog watch? <laughs> Hybrid? Uh, oh. Twice or Girls' Generation? Twice. Chin up or pull up? Chin up. Froyo or ice cream? Ice cream. Bareback or condom? Condom. <laughs> JV porn or Western porn? JV. <laughs> Quality of life or quantity of life? Quality. Movies or books? Movies. Coffee or tea? Tea. Favorite cuisine? Japanese. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> How was it, Jeff? What was that condom? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I took too long to answer that. Did you? Oh. I, I felt you were pretty quick, actually. You did really well. I'm surprised. Okay. Faster than the usual 1.5 seconds of thinking. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so tired already. <laughs> it's time to end this interview. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, well, overall, I think... I, I'm surprised you, cho- you chose twice. You, you, you liked SNSD quite a lot. It goes generation quite a lot. Yeah, I did. But time passes and things change. Who was your favorite game? Was it like Taeyong or like yeah, Jessica? Yeah, Taeyong from SNSD. The leader. Wow. And of course, Attack on Titan. Great anime right now. Yeah, yeah very good. Can't wait for uh, for the next part two season. Yep. I think it's coming out next, next year, right? Oh, I don't know when, but... Uh, it's too long. I know. I don't know if I can <laughs> wait that long. Oh, well, I read the manga and it's already ended. Oh, sh- is it good? No spoilers, guys. No spoilers. Uh, uh. No spoilers. I won't say anything. <laughs> good stuff. I guess that makes sense as well with um, your favorite cuisine being Japanese cuisine, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you... Because I feel like in Japanese cuisine, you have such a wide variety of foods. If you had to choose, what, what would be your favorite? I'll say omurice. Oh. I, I don't think it's like the best tasting ever. I think it's it's a food you can keep eating without getting too sick of it. Have you tried kichi kichi? Omurice? The the one that's always on social media where they oh, where, where they cut uh, they, they cut the egg and then it flows down. Yeah. Apparently there's one in Sydney. What? Yeah, like like a oh, similar one. You mean the one recently. in the the night market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, I saw that recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. lady, I think. Lady oh. and her husband, I think they do it. Oh. But, Damn. Yeah. I gotta try it. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll go, man. But I feel like that's quite, um, that's a good response. Because usually people always say like ramen or like some donburi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or rice. Yeah, yeah. I don't generally hear that very often. I would say ramen, but it's really heavy, right? I eat a bowl and then I can't have it anymore. True, uh. true. Omer rice is like, I think I can have it every day and it's just, just as good. It's like light, right? Okay, so now that we know some quick facts about you, um, so can you tell us a bit about yourself, Jeff? Yep. So, my name's Jeff. I'm the banana wearing the grey sweatpants in the logo. So, why am I wearing grey sweatpants? Because in the group, I'm known for not being fashionable <laughs> and very lazy. So, whenever, you know, my friends invite me out to outings, I'll just slap on the sweatpants and make my way out. <laughs> So that's what I'm known for. So if you heard Andrew and Dom's interviews, you probably know that I graduated as an engineer and just like them, I also entered into the IT industry. Now, it's been like four to five years now in that job. It was a nice company and helped pay the bills. Very good. But little did I know, like during those times working as a consultant, 
my hobby of drawing slowly became my passion. Not an easy decision, but actually recently just quit my job and now I'm pursuing art as full-time now. Okay, wow. That, that's kind of different to the usual sort of career paths that you kind of hear, right? I guess it was very hard making the decision, right? Definitely. Some of our listeners might be actually contemplating career choices and where they want to move in their lives, right? So what sort of advice would you give them, actually? It's good to stay focused on your goal. Uh -huh. I guess for your art decision, how long did it take for you to actually make that sort of decision? Um, either responsibly towards my family, so financial responsibilities. So I think back then, like early stages of my career, like the first two years, I was really like concentrated on that. So I never considered pursuing art full time. But as my financial burdens got less and less, like I didn't, I didn't feel a strong obligation towards my job. That's when I started feeling it's like, wait, I actually don't like this job. As much as I enjoyed working hard to help my boss and all that, it didn't feel that great going home. I just wanted to draw and every time I drew, it felt amazing. I guess you were talking about responsibilities, right? And like the overall obligation to your parents. So how did your parents actually feel when you actually told them that you're pursuing something from a normal stable nine to five sort of job to something where you're very passionate about like drawing? Um, so my mom was definitely concerned about it. So I had, I had to convince her that yes, I could, I could make a living out of art. So I just took all these commissions that kind of convinced her, I guess. But also, I think really cool story is when I told my uncle. So this was after I quit my job and pursued it. Um, I told my uncle about it, who is a doctor. And as a kid, he's always he's always saying, hey, study hard, like get a good job, become a doctor, a lawyer, right? You know, the typical, yeah, the typical strict Asian. Asian parents. Yeah, Asian parents, Asian relatives, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I was super scared of telling him because, you know, I felt like he, he would be the kind to get angry maybe or tell me off it's like mm. whoa don't do art right like what are you doing like you can't you're gonna starve you're starving artists but actually he was the one that approved it the most oh, that's sick yeah i was very surprised and i was very grateful for his response but i think thinking back i guess he came to australia looking for opportunity for freedom of doing whatever you want mm. and i guess that makes sense he wants his nephews to have that kind of chance as well that makes sense. Like, often I hear that the first kind of generation that comes to another country, they're generally the ones who, oh, they'll pick up anything just to put food on the table to work hard. And then once they've kind of established that lifestyle, that the options for their kids, they encourage them now to pursue whatever they want to do. Mm. Not sure if you guys have heard that before. before. So... I definitely heard that from, before from my own parents, right? That they were saying that, like, look, you have a lot more opportunities to do whatever you want. Don't waste it, right? He mm. was like, he practically said, like, for his generation, with just the how society was at that point, they were just trying to make money, you know, make a living. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They worked to live, right? And yeah. then, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, immigrant parents would probably resonate with the fact that they came to Australia to have that sort of freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and have an extra opportunity, a different opportunity, right? And they encourage the, the kids to just pursue their own overall passion. And I think that's that, that, that's a good mentality. Not saying that all Asian parents are like that, but yeah. mm. we de definitely respect like yeah. the fact that Asian parents give us that sort of opportunity, right? Yeah. We're very fortunate to have these open-minded mm. Asian parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick question. What's, um, what's a commission actually? So commissions entail like people just requesting me to help them draw something. 
Yeah, so mo most of the commissions that I received were basically them telling me to draw them and their girlfriend or them and the fiance in my anime style. And they'll tell me the scenery that they want to be in, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. but so how long does it usually take? Yeah, that's really dependent on the piece itself. The more complicated, long hours, obviously, but the average around 15 to 18 oh, hours a piece. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's, that's quite a lot of effort. So, so, so what was the hardest piece that you actually did for your artwork? Yeah, there was, there was one when this guy wanted me to draw him and his girlfriend in the underwater, underwater scene. And it was at night, but he wanted a warm setting. So when he said at night, underwater, I'm thinking blue. And he said warm setting, warm, orange, red, mm. right? I'm like, how do I make an underwater scene warm? And it's just all these colors, right? And he's like, yeah, I want us to be watching TV. It's like, okay, now there's lighting from the TV. Oh. And then there's warm lighting from the ceiling. And then there's cold lighting from the ocean. Like, whoa, how do I, I don't know how to render it. Like my brain was exploding. But, but you got it done in the end, right? I got it done and he really liked it. I was oh. like, oh. That's... What, were you happy with the piece, you think? Not really. But I'm never happy with my pieces, so. Oh. <laughs> Perfectionist. Perfectionist artist That style. makes sense. Everyone's always seeking to mm. yeah. be better. So I guess the artwork and the style that you usually do is anime kind yep. of style? Yep. What brought you into that particular style? I mean, there's so many different sorts of art forms, especially for like animation and those sorts of things. Like He's a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That makes sense. That's the easiest explanation. I mean, I had, I had influences as a kid, you know, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll cut their broadcast, some anime, and you'll watch that. Like, you just kind of copy it because you like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Is that like, I guess, as a kid, you'd watch Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon? on, on um, TV before you go to school or Studio Ghibli? So the first one is Sailor Moon and oh. Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, oh yeah. Because okay. yeah, both my cousins were girls and they watched it, so I watched it with them. Oh. That was my first <laughs> exposure to anime. <laughs> so what are you actually trying to improve right now? I mean, like you quit your 9 to 5 job, you're pursuing your passion as an artist sort of thing. So what are you trying to kind of improve right now? The funny thing is uh, when I quit, I wanted to improve my drawing, or obviously. But as I learned, slowly learned how to draw, there was another skill I was lacking, and that was the ability to learn how to draw. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? So I'll say when I first started, it's all it's all about like analyze the color and analyze the lighting, right? Mm -hmm. So painting is all about knowing lighting, how light affects different surfaces, mm -hmm. different materials, etc., etc. But it got to a point where it wasn't just lighting. It was just like a lot, whole lot of other processes that I need to consider, which I never considered before. Like techniques to make it look good, shapes, lines, and all that. And it got super overwhelming and I got stuck. And when I got stuck, I didn't know what to do, right? I just kept looking at the lighting and I got the lighting correct, but why doesn't it look good? And that's when I found that I need to learn how to analyze this piece so I can actually make it better. It's not just, yeah. It's, it's not it's, just, yeah, simply looking at something and replicating it. I guess from from the perspective of people who can't draw like myself. And me. <laughs> and, and Andrew. When we saw like your first pieces, I remember during university, you did a couple pieces where you kind of drew the group together. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, it's amazing, right? It's so cool. But we don't know all the the hardship behind it, all the things that you had to learn, how to, um, how to angle 
certain people how to do body body styles, body shapes, colors as well. But I guess when you were during your learning process, did you did you look at inspiration of other artists? I guess because I think your style has slowly evolved and changed. Yeah, yeah. So the artists I admire the most currently is artist called Krenz. So he's a Taiwanese artist, and it's not just him that I admire. Like a lot of Taiwanese artists, I quite like. That's because they have the style of Japanese artists, like anime, but their techniques in coloring is very grounded, like Chinese artists. What would you say your strength is right now in terms of drawing? Like because you just you just mentioned a lot of different styles, like or different ways of drawing. Like for example, the the body shape, you know, the coloring, the maybe the personality within the actual drawing itself, like the expressions, facial expressions. Yeah, what would be your strength? My strength would be values. 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 Okay. Yeah. So like how dark and light something is. Oh, okay, like color values. Yeah, color ah, values. Ah, okay, yep. yeah. because <laughs> yeah, we said values, I was like, I was like, mm. <laughs> this, this game very deep. <laughs> okay, color values. No, color values, exactly, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so interestingly, I'm partly colorblind. Oh. So, yeah, the spectrum of colors I see is not as broad as normal people. So I think my eyes kind of made up for it by being good at looking at values. Like, if I can't see the color, at least I can tell how dark or light this thing should be. How does that apply, actually? Because you're saying you're good at color values, but you're also a bit colorblind. Does that mean that your pieces are just as good or maybe they have like a... Do you reckon you have a special flavor to your drawings because the way that your eyes perceive colors and color values? So I'm still working on my colors. So I don't think that's special. Actually, my like my artist friends tell me, my colors are overwhelming, like very alien. Uh, in honesty, sometimes, like at least for me, it does feel different. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that can be a strength because it's so different to what the usual yeah. sort yeah. of ways that people color. But yeah, like I, I, I do agree with your friends. I wouldn't say alien. It's it's just different. <laughs> Let's put it that it way. It makes oh. me think like uh, he's like the Van Gogh, right? People people never used to like Van Gogh and then... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, then, give, now... you're giving me too much credit. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> so, unfortunately, you might have to die first and then, oh. and then we'll, we'll we'll start appreciating. Fake <laughs> <laughs> it. Insurance money. Based on your jump from, I guess, like corporate to what you're doing now as an artist and a self-driven business doing commissions, those sorts of things, do you think that actually reflects your personality or what sort of Maya Briggs personality type you are? I'm an advocate, so that's INFJ. So that's someone introverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging personality traits. So do you know what that kind of means? They tend to approach life with deep thoughtfulness and imagination. Okay, so that sounds a bit like Jon Snow. <laughs> I guess you actually know nothing. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. Jon Snow. <laughs> It also explains the 1.5 seconds of thinking we usually have when we record these sessions. Uh, that's, that sounds a lot more than... <laughs> it's probably not 1.5, but I think it's... Uh, yeah. Not sure if our listeners can notice, but it is a noticeable delay sometimes. And I'm going to edit out my pauses. <laughs> Make it nice and succinct. Yeah, exactly. So we used to actually tease Jeff a lot in, in university about him <laughs> having a low EQ. <laughs> Do you still think you have a low EQ? I think I improved a lot thanks to you guys. Yeah, definitely, dude. <laughs> I remember, yeah, back in uni, we used to play Mafia a lot on on the UNSW library lawn. Oh my! And 
honestly, it's not really because Jeff had that bad of an EQ. It's just when the questions came out and the digging began to find out who was the mafia, he'd take longer than normal and everyone would just be like, this is something really wrong about this. He's, if he's taking this long to think about the question, he's probably mafia. And then, <laughs> well, what do you know? He's always the first one being yeah. killed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you don't miss those mafia games, do you? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Whereas for like, I think for myself and Andrew, oh, best times of uni. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you guys don't have to be the first ones to die. <laughs> Okay. So uh, I guess they also don't really say heaps, um, which is why you're introvert. But they, when they do, it's usually something pretty interesting. Do you kind of agree with that? Yes. I think it's true. Generally, even when we have chats amongst friends, Jeff doesn't usually contribute a, a lot to the conversation. But when uh-huh. he does, it's always something... It's I feel like it's always a golden nugget. It's always something that no one has thought about or no one's brought up yet. Well, well, well I mean, I mean, Jeff just said that he kind of approaches life with deep thoughtfulness, right? So yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like he's probably processing it at a, at a much fast, like more in depth sort of. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I do try to think of different points that we could think about as well. Yeah. When we have those conversations, whether it's right or not is another thing, right? <laughs> hey, I'm always right. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> So your strength is creativity and passion. So apart from drawing, do you see any sort of creativity and passion flowing in other areas? Yeah, in terms of creativity, I guess, I do try to find humor in a lot of things, thinking outside the box what I could find funny about something in that situation. And passion, I guess, in games. I do pour a lot of hours trying to maximize everything. Andrew, you would know from Genshin. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you have any examples of of these as well, uh, apart from that? So there's one example where my creativity kind of worked against me. I think I think differently. So for example, so my first job that was in my IT consulting company, uh, in the induction for graduates, they had us write down what area we're interested in. I wrote networking. <laughs> as in networking with people, right? I just right. want to talk to more people so I actually know what I want to do in the Very IT logical. industry. Right, exactly. So they took my paper, they considered it, and a few days later, a manager called me. He's like, hey, we got a job for you. I'm like, sweet. All right, so I made up with the manager. He sets up an interview with me, and we're inside, both of us inside the room. And he's like, so, you're interested in networking? Why is that? And I look around at my surroundings, and I'm like, oh, shit, I understand what's going on. This is networking in terms of IT. we're talking about data centers and all that i'm like um actually i wrote down networking because i want to talk to people and he's like (laughs) oh all right yep and then he's like welcome to the team like thank you In cases like this, I'm not sure if that's a, a strength, right? That that just sounds like bad EQ again. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty creative though, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I guess. I mean, it got you into a job and you got to learn things, so... Yeah, yeah. We got, got pretty good at networking, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for weaknesses, apparently you avoid the ordinary and you are prone to burnout, which kind of makes sense from the story you just told us just then. So uh, apart from that, do you actually agree with this? Or um, do you remember a time where you just actually burned out or you did something very different to others apart from you know quitting your 9-to-5 job and being a passionate artist? Yeah, I burned out quite a lot. 
I think, yeah, also when I post things, it's like, um, so I put my all into it. And then before I know it, right, it, it's not like a, it's not like a slow progress of mm. getting into burnout, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm so deep into it mm-hmm. that I forget I'm burning out. Oh, you're so yeah. like, yeah. I guess you, you, you're so focused on it that yeah. your vision narrows and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I've been working for the last 20 hours. I'm so burnt out now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's once I put down the job, it's like, I look back, it's like, oh shit, like, I'm so tired. Pass out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's a form of an obsession, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could say that. Which is interesting because, you know, when you talk about burnout, it makes me think as well, um, do you burn out when you socialize? Because I know you're introverted, right? Uh, do you know if you're very introverted then or are you like kind of on more on the border? Yeah. So when I took the MBTI test, I'm actually 81% introverted. That, that, that's quite a bit. Yeah. That's quite surprising, I feel, Andrew, because every time we have a social event, Jeff's always out and he's always with us. And I wouldn't think he, he would be 80% introverted because the way he communicates, uh-huh. he doesn't kind of just sit in the corner right he's uh-huh. he's he's with everyone else um yeah. chatting and yeah getting along but, but but i'm kind of thinking like we don't really have that many outings in the group right <laughs> so, so then again i think it, it satisfies the amount of outings he has uh, in the year. okay less so less frequency yeah but yeah because there's less frequency he can output more mm, exactly yeah. exactly yeah so one outing and i love the company talk to everyone right and then Two months where there's nothing going on. That's where I recharge. Those two months. <laughs> wow. I'm 100% sure that he's an introvert. I remember one time when we we had an outing. Um, we were over at a friend's place. It was till quite late. This is like for Christmas, right? Uh-huh. And practically between <laughs> afternoon 12 to 4 or 5, it was still okay for Jeff. But around after uh, after five o'clock, you kind of just suddenly see him just go off to a corner. He sits down. Oh uh, yeah. And he, because we also have another friend that's also an introvert, so you just see both of them just <laughs> sitting down in the corner, just kind of recharging. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're just quiet on their phones, <laughs> and, then, and then you realize which ones are the introverts uh, and yeah. which ones are the extroverts. The extroverts are still talking in the other corner of the, of right. the house. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's dumb, man. You me, Andrew. Being extroverts. So I guess based on your introverted, extroverted senses, do you think it's not difficult for you to open up and make friends? Because for me and Andrew, we've known you for so many years now. It seems we already have that relationship, so it's hard for us to imagine. But let's say if you were to meet someone new tomorrow, do you think it would take you a long time to open up and build the same kind of bond that you have with us i don't know if it's to do with introvert or extrovert i feel like over the years now it's become a skill to trying to open yourself up kind, mm. of, kind of thing i know when i first met you guys like i'm i was like super shy super quiet right mm-hmm. you guys will remember that yep. yeah yeah but now <laughs> when i meet new people i wouldn't be as quiet i would ask quite a lot of questions to them and if they ask me questions i'm pretty open to answering that as well mm. so that was like a skill i built up not sure oh, if that's yeah. introvert, or yeah, extrovert. Okay. Right. like do, do you have a script in your mind <laughs> there is a script a oh, okay, they, they, they are icebreakers oh. i guess oh wow okay. well i mean it's just chit chat right it's like oh. what do you do oh and okay uh, yeah but yep. then the more you ask the more you know what kind of questions you can ask next right 
I agree. I, I think Jeff is a really good EQ. Probably all the years of me forcing you guys to DNM has um, made us more comfortable with opening up and getting other people to open up as well to build that relationship. I agree, yeah. I guess it doesn't have too much to do with the introverted sense. It's just how comfortable you are with engaging in conversation. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same when you're trying to approach like romantic relationships? Like, Do you approach Ooh. it the same or differently? Or... Differently, differently. Oh. I'm, I'm so new about this. <laughs> yeah, but like a different script. It's like the romantic script. <laughs> it's just, is it just scribbles or like do you actually it, have a script? Non, non, non-existent, non-existent script. <laughs> it's like when you, when you start a uni or, or a high school project and you're meant to uh-huh. write an essay, it's just the script is just the title. Yeah, <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing else in there. Exactly, exactly. That cursor is just blinking. And the cursor just blinking. Blinking, yeah. <laughs> just thinking of something. I guess that's a lot of information regarding Jeff's personality. Do you have any final words of wisdom? Yes. Follow my art account on Instagram, <laughs> Arts by Guri, for 100% more wisdom. What's the promo code? So, <laughs> so it's spelled A-R-T-B-Y-G-U-R-Y, Art by Guri. Now, in terms of quitting your job and pursuing your dreams and passion, words of wisdom for that? There's no way I can summarize my words for those seeking this, but it was a very long process, which took me years to figure out. In broad terms, don't be so hard on yourself. Be patient. There's always family and friends for you to talk about this or people you feel safe to talk about this with. I know Dom, Andrew and Ginny, plus uni, our friends have all helped me through this journey. Yeah, I've always seeked their advice through this. Cool. Well, that's, that's my name, Jep, for you. And I hope after this episode, you find it a bit easier to relate to this weirdo who takes what seems to be ages to give you a response. But I guess it's hard for our listeners to figure that out just from listening because of all the hard work that we do into editing. <laughs> <laughs> but now you at least know he also has golden nuggets of wisdom. So thanks everyone again for listening into today's episode and for our series on Get to Know the Bananas. We hope you guys continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and your preferred streaming platform with new episodes coming out every week. We'll see you guys again next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.